Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Booth Podcast. We're fired up. We are fired up. This is, of course, the biggest week of the season for the NFL. It is Super Bowl week. I am your host. I am back. It has been far too fucking long. I am so excited to be here with my boys. We got Richard Reese Shonsby, Davey O'Doyle, of course. My and Dave. my name's Who Dave this week. Who okay. Dave? Who Dave? Who Dave? <laughs> Who Dave? Who Dave say gonna beat them Bengals? Not LA. That's what we're thinking, I think. But also this week, because of Super Bowl week, and because why the hell not? Alex Hicks is joining us as well. We got a four man. We got a four boxer here. This is this is unbelievable. This is unprecedented, fellas. This is going to be the best part of the podcast. How are we doing? Is anybody want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to here we go. <laughs> You guys want to hear a rant? Oh, yes. I would love to hear a rant. Take it away, big man. Do you know what this Super Bowl means to the people of Cincinnati, dude? This is Cincinnati. I'm not even from Cincinnati. Like, I'm from buttfuck nowhere, Saskatchewan, dude. And this is how I'm fired up I am about the Bengals. But there's been 30 years of people who have never seen the Bengals win a playoff game. They've never seen the Reds win a playoff game. They don't know playoff success. They don't know sports success. They don't have a hockey team. They don't have a basketball team. This is what this is, dude. This is this is hope. The Bengals have given a whole city hope. And this is the first time they've had it, dude. There were 34,000 people at Paul Brown Stadium on Monday night for a pep rally for the Bengals to send them off. 34,000. They could have sold out the stadium if they would open the whole thing. Guess how many people were at the Rams pep rally? There was, there, I think there was like 2,000 people in Los Angeles, the place where the Super Bowl is being played for the hometown team. If they win the Super Bowl, this could be people's third favorite championship this team has won in the last decade. That's how much it matters to LA. The fact that people are trying to say that this is a big moment for LA is an absolute joke. Third, third favorite championship in the last like two years. Because they had, that's the, that's the thing is that like, I feel like especially football and like hockey, it's like it's those small town teams where it's like you said, they don't Ohio, you know, Cincinnati, they don't have a hockey team. You know, Columbus does, but like the Bengals, they have the Bengals. And for for so long, the Bengals, love you, Dave, have fucking sucked. Okay. Oh, yeah, they've been awful. They've even the years that they were anything special, they had greedy, selfish players on defense and they had Andy Dalton to distribute the ball. That's the reality of the situation. But like LA, like you said, like it might be like the not the home of sports, but it, it has the Dodgers, it has the Clippers, it has the Lakers, it has the Angels, it has the Rams, it has the Chargers. It's got so many it's got teams. Right? It's got everything. It's Cincinnati, got Hollywood, it's got nightlife, it's got everything. It, it's got the strip. It's Los Angeles. It's one of the meccas of culture in America. And like I, you know what Cincinnati has? They got the Bengals. I think you gave a whole state hope. 
like an entire state of Ohio. Yeah, yeah. The entire state of Ohio, like finally just got like something to cheer about. I don't think I don't think there is Rams fans that literally like the Rams enough, even if they were in desperate times to go on social media and see 15,000 people crying after the, the Bengals win a playoff game like that. They don't have they don't even have the fans on the planet to do that. The Rams, the Rams are a team that isn't that actually actually that popular in LA. They came only a few years ago. They're still new to the city of LA, even though they're, they're actually old. They're like the fourth team in LA. They're the fourth most popular team, maybe fifth. There's probably like a soccer team more popular than the Rams. I was trying to think of who the LA soccer team because I know they have Galaxy, one. I think. Galaxy. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. I, shit, I'm not going to, I was going to call them like. There's going to be the like a ridiculous rush. immigrant market that would be bigger than the whole Rams fan base. I would just oh, be sure. to watch the Galaxy win in LA, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, dude. Like, I don't know a single Rams fan that was a fan when Sam Bradford was there. Like, I don't – people were Rams fans once they went back to the retro unis and then they made a Super Bowl and then they got Sean McVay. Everyone's like, man, this team's new and fun and fresh. Well, guess what? Some teams don't have an indoor practice facility, okay? Some teams p- practice and play in the cold, all right? Some teams – have stadiums named after division rivals founders, okay? Some teams are gritty, and some teams deserve to be here. Oh, like they've you the the Bengals have united a nation. <laughs> Honestly, I had I had zero allegiances to the Bengals b- before this playoff run, before this season, and yes. this team has just got me on their back so hard i'm gonna be broken if they don't pull this off on sunday and i'm a vikings fan i have no <laughs> allegiances to the Bengals, and i will be a broken man if they don't win it on sunday <laughs> well we said like at the beginning of the loss okay hey dave the torch you take it from our feeble hands we aren't strong enough anymore and joe shiesty joey he took that torch and he said, we're going all the way. And now they're in it. The Bengals are in it. I just. You guys want to hear a fact? Yeah, I'd love to. It's like a weird fact, but I thought about it and I can't find an actual like. In the last little while, a fact that counteracts it. You know what I mean? Okay. Every team that's like one of those like underrated, like underdog teams of destiny. If they make it to the Super Bowl, they always win Duke. The 2012 Ravens won. Yes. You know what I mean? Both of the Giants teams in 08 and 11 won. That Eagles team that people didn't think had a shot to beat Brady and the Patriots won. won. Right? I mean, I hate the Steelers, but the 05 Steelers were like not a favorite by any means, and they won the Super Bowl that year. When these teams, Gross. miracle teams, make it that far, they win the game, dude. Yeah, and you know what sucks? Not sucks, but like it's unfortunate is that like if it if it wasn't the Bengals. Okay, say it was the Chiefs or the Titans even, all right? Everyone is feeling this way about Matt Stafford. They're going, man, he deserves it. He was in shit fuck Detroit forever, but he's proven it. Look at one year with stable competence. And unfortunately, it's like, 
oh matt like you just ran you ran into the one team that completely overshadowed you and now he's the villain matt stafford needs to be crushed <laughs> let's let's like let's look at this because i i don't think honestly some people understand how miraculous this is before this zach taylor career record as the Bengals coach was 625 and one he has the worst winning percentage in the history of a Super Bowl coach well he he had a shit team that he had to rebuild before that I don't think he's a bad coach but there's never been a coach with the worst record last year we picked fifth in the draft we picked fucking fifth in the draft we were the 26th best team or 27 27th best team in the NFL last year and now we're in the Super Bowl yeah, and you guys fucked the pickup because there's no way you're going to succeed unless you have an O-line. Penny Sewell was the guy, and he fucked it, but it's okay. You only got 1,500 yards out of it. I think with the playoffs, Jamar Chase is at like 6, 1,700, like 15 touchdowns. I'll admit I was one of the guys saying, that's a stupid pick when it happened. I was, I was fully on that train. I really, I wanted Rashawn Slater, dude. Like that's Dave, we, watched, we watched the draft together, and I remember you saying um, – <clears throat> The only the player you wanted number one if he didn't go to the Falcons was Pitts. Yeah. Because you did need a tight end. Turns out CJ Uzama was like, oh, it's a contract. I kind of regret that take more. CJ Uzama is the spirit animal of the Cincinnati Bengals this yes. year. I love but that. then then you're like, okay, I'd rather have Rashawn Slater if Pitts isn't there. And then I guess Jamar Chase. But I wish I wish I had a done stat to put on right now because Jamar Chase, Chris Collinsworth called him legit the best receiver to ever put on a Bengals uniform. And I don't know if that's true yet. But if he has, if he plays five more years this level, he will be. I see. Here's the thing: is like he might be, dude. Like I think this is the best season a Bengals receivers ever had, and that says something, man. Season, season. I agree with that. I can't say yet that he's better than Ocho or AJ Green or Collinsworth or Pickens or guys like that yet. It's one of those. It's one of those arguments where it's like if he retires after, it's like a Luke Keekley thing where it's like. Name the time he was bad. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, but but yeah. Again, hey Jamar, don't because like <laughs> gritty. But you know, stick around. Oh, man, you guys, want, you guys want to hear another fact about them, why the Bengals are going to win this weekend? I just want this Dude, entire podcast rattle be, it off. Yeah. I just want to, every, every five minutes of this podcast <laughs> to be Dave just saying, "You guys want to hear another fact?" <laughs> Dave, honestly, little little peek behind the curtain here inside baseball. We have no idea the structure of how this episode is going to work. Honestly, you just you go and we'll just react. You bounce whatever you want off us, man. Because it's I, literally I just going to be me gassing the Bengals so hard. Okay, if you oh, if uh, you came here and you happen to be a Rams fan, this might be the episode to not listen. If you're one of like seven thousand Rams fans <laughs> yes. in the world, yeah, I'm sorry. This might be the episode you just like. Oh, I'll skip right. this one. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. Eleven of the last thirteen Super Bowls have been won by the team who had the worst record in the game. Wow, that's interesting. Guess who has the worst record in this game? That's the 10 and 7 Bengals, baby. Hey, the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012, we were 10 and 6. You know what the Vikings? Oh. No. You guys oh, want to hear another yeah. a, another stat? Okay, I'm just going to stop asking because you want to. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to no, say. You have to say it every time. Just rattle them. Just okay. rattle them off. Don't even ask. No, you have to ask every time. This one, okay, this one doesn't support that, like, oh, this is why the Bengals are going to win, but it's interesting to hear anyways. Right. 
they, I, I, like I said, there's no actual stat per se because they don't know. But people like from the Super Bowl stuff just said they don't remember ever for a Super Bowl having to like go and do like all of the NBC like headshots and stuff for like between plays and like, hey, this is whoever Joe Burrow, LSU, like the little headshot things because the Bengals didn't have a primetime game besides one Thursday night football game this year. This is literally the Bengals' second primetime game this year. That's how bad the NFL thought the Bengals were, dude. I mean, to be fair, I, I I was with I was with the NFL. <laughs> I I was like, oh man, I was like, I think there'll be a competitive fourth seed in the AFC North. Fucking egg, I think we finished third in the AFC. egg on my face. But I like, picked fucking Cleveland to win the division, so so did a lot of people. Yeah, except for Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. <laughs> Hey man, the guy turns out he's right. <laughs> hey, yeah, honestly, and here's the thing that you know, OB, OBS, OBS, I guess. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. He, he, he might fucking deserve to be credited on the team. Like OBJ's been OBJ since he's been in LA, and and that's because of his dad. Like, hey, good job, dad. Good job, kid. I'm going to list off more stats. Do you want to hear them? Yes. <laughs> okay, these ones maybe don't support either team winning, but they're just fun to think about. Okay. This is the youngest head coach battle in the history of the NFL. 36-year-old Sean McVay, 38-year-old Zach Taylor. Last I'm, year, one of the oldest ever, and this year's the youngest one. I love this surge of young coaches we're seeing in the league. It just – it's cool to see because a lot of those older coaches have – older tendencies when it comes to play on the field and these younger guys, the Sean McVay's, the the Zach Taylor's, the Cliff Kingsbury's Shanahan, the Shanahan's they play with open and free offenses and they use their playmakers. And I just love watching that style of play. Oh, I, I mean, this one's just for Dave, but I mean, they're not these old dinosaurs. Okay. That, you know, they were 36 and 38 today. Holy shit. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they play a fun, like, they play fun football. It's not, hey, Patriots, unparalleled success. They are the greatest dynasty in sport history ever. I don't think we'll ever see it topped in any sport ever. But fuck me, they were boring to watch. It was... It was run the ball up the gut. Stop it. Okay. We'll do checkdowns. We'll do checkdowns. We'll find our slot guy. It worked. But man, you see Joe Burrow and some of the stuff they run in Cincinnati. And you see like the Rams, man, some of the stuff they run. And like, I mean, he was my guy early and then he kind of fell the fuck off. But Brandon Staley, some of the shit they were doing, like LaFleur, Shanahan, it's fun to watch. The Super Bowl is the first ever four versus four seed Super Bowl as well. They were both the four seeds. I kind of yeah. It was it was weird where the Rams really looked like they were going to be like the two seed and maybe fighting for that one seed, and then they lost to the Niners in Week 18 and they dropped to four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, there was a point where the Cardinals were undefeated, the last undefeated team, and yeah. it was it was like oh they have like an 88 percent chance of winning their division. There's no way they fumble this bag. And now Kyler Murray unfollowed everybody. That that's also something. On a side note, 
I mean, we'll get to that after the Super Bowl. Is Kyler out of Arizona? Uh, like, hey, we can actually say his name. Carter will be loving this. We've had Carter on the podcast now. We don't have to say our friend that's a Broncos our fan. It's a Broncos fan, yeah. And I well, guess we have another Broncos. I was going to say the one room. of those guy is also fucking here. Uh, we we're really inundated with just fucking Denver. <laughs> Why do we have so much Denver around us? Mile high. It's a great city. Yeah. You guys have just a pick of quarterbacks right now because this really feels like a Denver team that's just willing to give up anything to get a quarterback. Well, and it's like. You could take the hit at outside. You could give up Chubb or Fant or yeah. you know, your picks because, like, your roster is good enough that you just need the catalyst to go. Like, just get the fucking guy in the building. It's been six years. You're saying Drew Lock can't lock down this team? Absolutely. And, uh... Absolutely. Yes. That's my thought. Drew Lock. There's one word that describes Drew Locke that me and Carve have, have patented to Drew Locke for years. Carve, will you hit us with the word? <clears throat> Drew Locke is a certified shitter. That is the <laughs> only way to describe him accurately, okay? he He's not going to go out there and throw seven interceptions and, or or 400 yards. Like He's, he's literally just going to go how much of a Drew Locke stat line is 13 of 27, 188 yards, one touchdown, two picks? That's the most Drew Locke stat line ever, and it's every week. He can't put on for his city, on, on for his city. He cannot. He's the definition of average. Like, and, and Drew Locke has a namesake of Locke because he's, he's the Locke for being the most average NFL quarterback there ever was. <laughs> And everyone talks about like, oh, but he's got a hose. Does he? I've never seen a throw from Drew Locke where I'm like, holy shit, he put that one 80 yards over a mountain. Let's let's be real about what it means to have a cannon in the NFL now. If you're not Justin Herbert or like Josh Allen, do you actually have have a have a cannon anymore though? That's the thing. Lamar, like I'm just gonna throw Lamar Jackson has an awesome arm. Does not have a cannon in the NFL. In in ten years ago in the NFL, he'd have one of the premier cannons. <laughs> yeah, hey, Joe Burrow, absolute stud, does not have a cannon. No, Josh he's, Allen. He's an Justin, average arm. He's the average arm. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. Mahomes. Stafford used to, but honestly, this playoffs he's kind of been underthrowing some. He is getting older. Rodgers now it's more like just deadly accurate. Yeah. Not quite like ninety Russ, yards. Russ has a decent cannon, but Russ can well, also he can put it as high vertically as he does horizontally. It's insane. <laughs> but yeah, like that's a cannon now literally means can you throw it if you're standing on your ten? Can you throw it to the goal line? <laughs> a cannon now that's... is like can you make a cross a cross field throw seventy five yards without having to lob it too much? That's what a cannon is now. And there's like three quarterbacks that can make that throw accurately. The only remarkable oh, thing I've seen Drew Locke do is break five masks on the sideline. That was impressive. That Dude, was awesome. Snap, snap, snap. Doesn't know his own strength. That's the, well, maybe we had the wrong nickname for him. Maybe his nickname should be Spaz Kid. <laughs> Spaz Kid Drew Locke. <laughs> well, and also then the whole thing came out where, of course, and and 
Hicks, I mean, sorry, you're just going to take a lot of shit, but like we had to hear about, oh, well, you know, I had to specifically hear because the Ravens had a, a COVID outbreak last year. Well, the NFL pushed the Ravens back, but we had to play Kendall Hinton. That's not fair. And then it comes out that Drew Locke and the boys in Denver said, hey, let's just fuck the COVID rules and just chill. And then they all got COVID, of course. And then they had to play. And the NFL's like, yeah, no, sorry. And it's like, hey, Drew. Drew's a rebel. What's wrong man. with you? He does what he wants in that city, all right? He owns and that city. And that's why city. he will never start another NFL game. <laughs> Would hey, you rather... the Bengals? Who? We can't talk Who? about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We Welcome to the Super Bowl episode. We're going to devote 45 minutes Rams. to the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should probably talk about the Rams and Bengals in this uh, this episode. Yeah. Here's, a, here's another fun one. You guys want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. In in both of the, the conference championship games, tight end CJ Uzama and Rams tight end Tyler Higby both had MCL sprains in their knees. And they're both right now questionable to play in the Super Bowl. I don't think I've seen anything more electric than Super Bowl opening night, CJ Uzama up on stage, big old knee brace on, crowds fired up. And he just rips that fucking knee brace off and just sends it behind him. Just like nothing's going to stop me from playing in the fucking Super Bowl. What, See, what they Thomas didn't. The Bengals hype man, like straight all year. He's been the Bengals hype man. Like there's been interviews with him. There's one in like July where he's like, all I want to do this year is win the Super Bowl so I can absolutely feed Joe Burrow drinks and just see him as drunk as he's ever been. And that was his goal for winning the Super Bowl this year, I guess. Yes. That's amazing. What they didn't what they didn't show was when CJ Uzama threw the knee brace, it killed Cooper Cop. It, <laughs> the side of the brace hit him in the head. He's done. He's out, they said. He's questionable, but he's dead. So <laughs> questionably alive. Questionable you lie. Questionable. Decoy. They said he's gonna Injury be a decoy. designation is, is life. Yeah. They may be able to take him off life support before the game. <laughs> They just prop him up out there as a decoy. Oh, shit. Cooper Cup. Okay. Yeah. Dave, hit us another fact. Another fact. This is the second ever Super Bowl where two first-round picks meet. First or yeah, first overall picks, sorry. Two first overall QBs meet. The other one, does anybody know it? Oh. Was it recently? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, um, 2015, Cam Newton, Peyton Manning. Yes, sir. Oh, yep. It. That was the only other time where there's been two first overall pick QBs facing each other in a game. So this is number two, Matt Stafford in 08. Oh, oh nine. I think oh nine. Yeah, oh, I think oh, he's been around a while. Eleven Lions, years, yeah. right? Yeah, and then 2020 with the Bengals with Joe Burrow. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I Dave, can I throw a fact out there? Mm-hmm. And you might have this one. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna. Isn't is this not the first time? A, a first the first Super Bowl appearance for a QB picked one overall in his first two years. Yes, yeah. sir, and that is Joseph Lee Burrow. You bet. That's Joe insane. Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joey B. Joey B. I'll throw a stat out there. Okay, uh, Joe Burrow will become the first uh second year quarterback to start in a super bowl since russell wilson in 2013 as well wow you guys want to and, hear another stuff? and just refresh my memory there rich how did that one go did did russ cook 
He did. I, I don't even remember that year. Really, I do because I remember <laughs> sitting eating nachos with you, and when it was the safety, the first play of the game, you said, "Hey, do you want to play Madden instead?" And we didn't. We watched the game, so I remember yeah, that because he just liked torturing me. But anyways, enough with the I enough know. with the Seahawks and Broncos. Let's just let's yeah. revert back to the Bengals. Another stat: Matt Stafford zero and three in his career versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Really? Yes, sir. That's interesting. Winless against the Bengals. Not that that means anything, but it means something. He Matthew Stafford also, uh, big uh, big fact checker podcast, uh, was the first overall pick by the Detroit Lions in the two thousand and nine NFL draft. And fun fact: Matt Stafford, massive huge liar, because his name is legally John Matthew Stafford. Mm, John. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this is uh, hey. John Stafford's playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. <laughs> I don't like it. You wouldn't it. know that. You wouldn't know that, would you? Um, just to make this like kind of a balanced podcast, you guys want to hear a fact? A Rams yeah. fact? Not really, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did why did Dave's feed just cut out? For a bit there? <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford is one of five first overall picks to play more than a hundred games before making their first Super Bowl appearance. Because it proves he's a loser. Each of, deep. each of the previous four before that, that played a hundred games before making a Super Bowl won that Super Bowl. Don't like that stat. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? That well, the we got to bring stat. some balance. We can't just be a full <laughs> Bengals centric podcast. Now we can go back to the Bengals. No, we go back to the, there we go. That's fair. Okay. So um, more just like fun facts in general. Yep. This is the second ever and second year in a row where a home team is in the Super Bowl in their home and, stadium. And the last time was they were in their home stadium, they, the the home team won. Yeah, we have a we have a one game sample size. <laughs> Pretty groundbreaking stuff. But that's that's crazy that it, it literally hadn't happened the previous what is it Super Bowl fifty six? Yeah, uh, so fifty four years and it happened twice now. Yeah. Fifty four years like ah uh, we were over fifty four and this happening and now we're two and zero. Oh. To be a little bit fair, though, this is, like, technically not. If you have it by the absolute technical standpoint, yeah. this is like the Chargers' home Super Bowl. Yeah. But, oh, is it? But it still counts. Yeah, because the Bengals are the home team. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, yeah, amazing. it is cool that it's never happened and all of a sudden, like, hey, two years in a row. What's up, right? It's just, be so, it's like, just unfortunate that it's L.A. And nobody cares about the Rams. And, the, and then because it's L.A., the ticket prices were like eight grand to go to the Super Bowl. So, like, regular yeah. fans can't go. I bought my Lotto Max ticket today. So, if I win, uh, we're going to plan a last-minute trip to L.A. to take Dave to the Super Bowl. So, everybody, fingers crossed that I win the Lotto Max. And then, I mean, the booth will get better, too, because we'll all be able to quit our jobs and do the booth full-time. Yeah. full time. But... <laughs> Man, I might make a bold prediction here. That I'm gonna win the lottery. That is bold. That, that, is, that is a bold prediction. You have that a, you is have... way less chance of happening than whatever card is gonna <laughs> That is that's hundred percent true. Yeah. You have a higher chance of being uh struck by lightning and dying on your way to buy your lottery ticket than you do of winning the lottery, fun fact. But Rich is winning the lottery. Also, I am gonna go on a limb and say this is gonna be the highest watched NFL game ever. What is I think, currently? I think the NF or um, the NFL, 
the Rams, the Bengals haven't been in it forever. The Rams in SoFi, it's $6 billion SoFi Stadium. We got Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Packed halftime show. First year out of COVID, this is full go. Hey, fuck it, we're in, we're in. And it's LA. Do you know how many stars? Like you said, the tickets are ridiculously expensive. There's not a lot of Rams fans. Do you know how many fucking stars are going to be out there in that game? I think that's a really interesting point too, because like you said, there's not really any like fatigue, right? There's not this like yeah. chief fatigue that people have gone through. There's not the Brady Patriots fatigue that everybody had. There's not Rogers who's always seems like never is in the Super Bowl for whatever reason, but he's like just well known around, right? There's not that Seahawks even, favorites, right? Yeah, it's it. This I the tweet is so true, but it's like this feels like a, a Super Bowl seven years into your Madden franchise. Absolutely. It does. Okay, like. Okay, what what is the current highest watched game ever? That would be the 2015 Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks, which had 114,442,000 viewers. That is the highest, the most watched broadcast of all time. Broadcast. TV broadcast of all time. I think this beats it. Well, it, it wouldn't be a surprise. So the top eight most watched broadcasts of all time are, are Super all Super Bowls. Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let them know. I, I just feel like the star power in that building. There's the story of, I can't remember which Super Bowl it was, Joe Montana, the first Joe Cool. And he's like, oh, there's John Candy during the two-minute drill. I think we're going to get something like that this year. Joe Burrow's going to be like, oh, shit, that's fucking, you know, we, oh, it's Leo DiCaprio. It's cool. Cuddy, that's his guy. I want to yeah, go back. Yeah. I want to go back for one second when I said the top eight are all Super Bowls. The top 21 are all Super Bowls, except for number nine was the MASH finale. Holy Broke fuck. its way in in yeah. between a bunch of Super Bowls. Wow. <laughs> precedent honestly good for mash dude that's that's, that's hard to do that on this podcast is that the mash finale was that well received yeah hey good hey mash good job nice. booth, booth approved nice i think it was i think it was a tv show it was yeah, tv it was. show yep yeah, yeah. you guys the army stories about, about the super bowl yes so here's one that I'd never heard. And like a Bengals um, guy who works for the athletic, Paul Daner Jr., he like just kind of spilled it in the last couple of days. So when Jamar Chase got to Cincinnati, he didn't know where he was going to live. So like he was looking for houses and stuff. And Burrow was like, hey, here's where I live. Come live near me. And Jamar Chase went door to door trying to buy people's houses. And he bought one on Joe Burrow Street. I love that. That's amazing. Like straight, he just That's went door so door, like, can I buy your house. <laughs> like I, I'm rich. I can afford your house. And then he found one. So he lives on the same street as Joe Burrow now. You imagine just like Bengals faithful fan and just knock on your door. You open it up. It's Jamar. Can I buy your house? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. I live in the basement. And he's like, what? <laughs> I just need to live close to you. <laughs> Dude, honestly, if you think about it, that's kind of like when the when Mike Evans threw Tom Brady's ball in the stands. He probably got a lot more than just the cost of the house. He's probably like, hey, 
sign some shit for me in case you pop off. Yeah, he did, right? <laughs> and he did. Like another another feel good story from the Super Bowl is uh the the, the absolute <laughs> lovely little story that came out about the friendship with Andrew Whitworth and Joe Burrow. Last year, they were both rehabbing injuries around the playoffs times, right? December, January, February, right? Um, And they were in LA. And the physical therapist, he's one of the big NFL physical therapists, kind of got them both together. So for Joe Burrow's birthday and for Andrew Whitworth's birthday, they spent that together at the the Whitworth house. And they're apparently just like great friends. Um, Both LSU guys, both drafted by the Bengals. Of course, Whit now uh, plays for the Rams. But just another... Another touching little like story that really ties these teams together, right? Like it just there hasn't been a thing where it's like, and you know, Rich, like or Dave, me and Rich were talking about this before, and it's like I'm I know who I'm rooting for. I mean, I think the whole we know who we're rooting for here, but it's one of those ones where it's like there isn't a like, oh fuck, I if they win, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Like. There's no, like you said, Patriots fatigue or Chiefs fatigue. Where it's like, please, anything but Tom or anything but Mahomes. Like, it's it's just like, oh, man, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, they've united the world. Or Matt Stafford, who's been the career underdog. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. And then all these stories coming out, the ones you're saying, like, this Super Bowl's, and the halftime show, it's like, this Super Bowl's going to fucking be awesome. It's going to be awesome. That's one thing we haven't talked about at all, but I want to mention. I'm so glad the Bengals decided to be in a Super Bowl that has a halftime show that's absolutely like sauce like this. Like they didn't pick one where it's like, oh, Imagine Dragons. Like, I was just gonna say, oh, Imagine Dragons is doing the halftime, right? I'm sorry, Imagine. Understanding that everything can be natural. Pretty good in 2014 in BC for the Great Cup. Oh shit! I didn't know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> or just say 56 SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California presents the Pepsi halftime show by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, it's nice to see that there's some swag all over the floor, right? Yeah. It seems like it's only fitting if someone with some swag wins this one. And Matt Stafford's a fucking virgin nerd, so. You see that picture? I put it in one of the group chats. It was like the the promotional like Super Bowl photos, and it's Joe Burrow hair done, like just looking everywhere. Like a star. And then it's like Matt Stafford with his hair spiked up, like he just got done a cocaine binge. Like, yeah. Okay, Matt can't, Stafford, come on, dude. Can't have Joe Burrow up from a nap. Joe Burrow, LSU. You know. The natty year when they won, there's the there's the clip of him getting absolutely lit up on a crackback, and he's down on his hands and knees, and he never lost the game in college after that. Absolute stud. And Matt Stafford went to Georgia. <laughs> you fucking bulldog. I'm not even gonna give him like any shit for that, but hey, just do I, I love your Matt hair. Stafford. Comb your hair yeah. if you're gonna get a Super Bowl press picture. Though. That's all I'm saying. Get a hair comb. Anyways, easy. Um, so I mean, those were like a lot of like the fun actual like this is fun to talk about a lot of these connections, but I have one, the- I have one last stat. Yeah, okay. Saw. Well, I have, I have another stat, but all of them oh. relate back to the game after this. Okay, this one's less to the game, right. it's just kind of one of those fun ones again. Yeah. The last seven winners of the coin toss have all lost the Super Bowl. 
So we're on a streak of seven in a I think it dates back to like seven years ago. Here's, um, here's another fun well, one related to that. We're the home team, so the Rams have to call it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right into your hand. They're playing right into my hands. <laughs> they don't even realize. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you bet me that is right, sir. <laughs> um, just I I just found this stat. I wish I would have found it when we were talking about the seeding. Um, but this is the first Super Bowl since the NFL started seeding in the postseason in 1975 that doesn't feature a team that was at least the one or the two seed. It's crazy, man. What a crazy That's, year. It's it's great for the league, honestly. Oh, yeah, like parody is just it's it's better for the league. Like oh yeah. That's we needed we needed Brady because it's Tom Brady and we needed our Michael Jordan, our Wayne Gretzky of our generation. But now it's like okay. All these teams basically, hey, if do you have the guy? Do you have the guy? And is he 30 or younger? Oh, that's 18 teams in the league. Okay, you could win it any given year. Yeah. I feel like we've had some years where it's like you get the one seed versus the one seed or the one seed versus the two season. And it was like, what did the playoffs mean? We just got the Super Bowl that was always predicted. And now it's just boring. Or you have games. Oh, shit, Hicks, you, you, you talk. No, I was just going to say, well, everyone likes the underdog, and we basically got two underdogs in the Super Bowl yeah. right now. Yeah, like that's why – or you have a game where it's like the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, man, the AFC Championship was actually way better. Like, oh, that was that was the real Super Bowl. Like, yeah. it was um, – Oh, boys, I forgot a stat that I didn't write down, but now I remember it, and this one's a spicy one when we get to it. Drop it, drop it. Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl this week is a – I think four or four and a half point dog. Joe Burrow's undefeated this year when he's a dog of more than three and a half. Oh, that's such a baller stat to have attached to your name. Yeah. Oh, you doubt me the most? Yeah. <laughs> he's also, I, this is pretty publicized stat, and I think we might have talked about it on the podcast before. He's undefeated in the playoffs in the NFL and NCAA. He's never lost a playoff game. No. That's crazy. That's like, I don't, that's Just unheard of. Absolute dominance. When it matters, like, like, so my Joe Cool, you know, Joey Flacco, it's like, hey, get him to the playoffs and then we go. And then it's okay. Joey Cool now. It's like, oh, he'll so he'll get us to the playoffs, and then he'll just never lose again. All right, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Like, oh. well, should, should we actually talk about the game instead of just like? No, I like the stats. Like <laughs> yeah, <this>. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We probably should do some analysis. Um, so, I mean, this <laughs> the big thing for this game that I hear a lot of people talking about is just like, um, how are the Bengals going to defeat this pass rush? It's almighty. It's otherworldly. It's, it's godly. Right. And Hey man, like, Hey, nobody respects Aaron Dahl more than me. I don't remember anybody saying he was the best defensive player of all time before I started saying it, to be honest in my like group of people. I don't remember that. Yep. So, I mean, I have respect for this guy. 
and I know in this game, I expect him to get, I expect the Rams to get like four sacks, four or five sacks. I bet you they do. Honestly, that's how it's going to go. And I know PFF is just, this is just me pulling PFF stats now that help prove my point, but the Bengals this year have faced 14 of the top 20 pass rushers, three of them more than once. And they've allowed an average of 3.3 pressures, 0.65 sacks, and 0.60 QB hits per game. That's their average. It looks terrible because they are the most, they've given up the most QB sacks this year. It does. And I'm not saying it's not a fucking liability because it is. But the thing for this is Aaron Donald can wreck this game, but it's not going to be sacks that does it. We've seen what happens when Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times in a playoff game. He won. It's not the sacks that'll cause it. If he can cause fumbles, that's how, that's the way this will affect it. But if, if the Bengals don't fumble, which they don't have a history of doing, the sacks aren't the thing that's going to get them. And that's what everybody's so worried about. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, if you guys would have drafted Penny Sewell, you know, like everyone on Twitter says, you guys would have been not in this situation. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Like, I think your line, Quentin Spain is, is he playing? He's playing, right? He's not a, yeah. He's been one of the best guards in the AFC, at least like this year. Rich, I want you to cut this out because I know Quentin. Okay. You don't have to cut out the part where I talk about how Quentin Spain loves to retweet stuff, but like you can, you can cut this part out. Quentin Spain. Trey Hopkins, Akima Denigy, those guys in the middle, dude, they're more than enough to handle Aaron Donald and the Rams, dude. They're going to do it. Bet me. Put me down on it. I'm calling it now. More than enough to hold up and win the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. We're not cutting that out. No, yeah, we're, we're not cutting that chance. out. We're clipping yeah. that. Yeah. Dude, make a proclamation. What are you feeling in your gut? Let all the who day juice flow to your head. Just make something wild. I don't have any wild accusations like that. I still think they're going to get four sacks, but I think everybody's going to be surprised how little impact Joe Burrow getting sacked really has on this team. Because let's be honest, most people have only watched the Bengals three times this year, and it was the three playoff games. That is their entire sample size of the Bengals. And they just believe what people say. They believe everything else that people just say about them, but they haven't watched the Bengals. Normally, I, uh, I watch the Bengals twice a year. Right. And two times a year, that's that's when I watch them this year, just because hey, they've been they've been there and, and we've been uh you know hanging out on game day at points and stuff. I've watched probably like eight or nine Bengals games total this year, I think. And yeah, they don't look like how they're portrayed a lot of times, I think. Hicks, I think people have heard, like have you heard how bad the, the Bengals offensive line is Hicks? Yeah, actually that's the one thing. About NFL that I've heard about is okay. the uh, Bengals. Yes, o- guess line. what rank in the NFL the Bengals offensive line is overall. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with pretty high here because, like okay. you said, they had to face against a lot of uh, yeah. premium pass rushers and yeah. shit. So There's I'm gonna say top teams. ten, top thirty-two 10. teams, right? Yeah. Just guess, guess, guess at like an actual number. Seventh. Like the seventh most. Yeah. So that would be what it'd be. It was like seventh, seventh best. Sorry, seventh best. Oh My shit! Way you think they're elite? Not okay. Is that elite? I don't know. Okay, there's 32 teams, so you have them in the top. You've heard like how bad they are. 10%. Are they? Where do you rank them? 32nd being the worst offensive line. Okay, well I'll rank them at uh, 16th. 
Oh, we're middle back. So I guess he hasn't been following along to how bad people think the Bengals are. Because I've seen people be like, this is like the worst offensive line in the league. No, and I've... Oh, yeah. They're the 20th offensive line in the league. There's 12 offensive lines worse. Yeah. And no, that's like, honestly, honest to gosh, that is the only thing I've heard about the Bengals this year is like their old line is trash, like shit. That's the only thing I've heard about the Bengals. They're the team's weakness, but this is a Super Bowl caliber team. So being the weakness isn't that bad. They're only the 20th ranked... Offensive line, that's not great by any means. And we need to get the fact that Joe Burrow's most sacked QB in the league fixed up. But I think people are putting way too much stake into this as they've been putting all year if you don't watch the Bengals, that this offensive line is just the worst thing ever and we're going to lose all these games because that's just not true. Yeah. Um, and just looking at the, the PFF rankings here, uh, do you know who number 21 is? Who's I'll that? tell you. The Baltimore Ravens. Great. Um, yeah, they their line isn't terrible. Um, I think the the only it's one of those things where like it's because it's Aaron Donald and Von Von Miller who shows up. Like if it was if it was just a good pass rush, but like no one of note, then it's like okay, you know they could do it. But because it's ninety nine and when we've yeah. seen what he does and stuff. Um, <clears throat> But I think that's why me and Rich both had our player to watch this game. He had Vaughn. I had uh, Aaron Donalds because, like, that is – I hey, call it biased, and it is. But games are won and lost in the trenches, and I think that's that's going to be critical. But, like you said, okay, sack Joe Burrow nine times. He still won. Like, it, it's not the sacks and pressures that's going to – disrupt Joe Burrow. He was the best QB in the league against pressure against the blitz. Uh, it's, it's stuffing the run, stopping Nixon. It's disrupting play action, all that stuff that he does that is so scary. But I still think, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry are Danico Autry. That's a really good front to face. And they made work. They, I don't want to disrespect the Rams and their defense because I understand that like I've, completely admitted i think aaron donald's the best defensive player i've ever seen i think he's better than than lt right that's what i think yep but i'm going to be honest about this this ram defense is built to have three all-stars elite all-stars and then averagely good guys around them that's how this defense is built because you have von miller who for what you can say he's might have dropped off a bit has shown up in the playoffs you have aaron donald who might be the best defense player we've ever seen and you have jalen ramsey who's probably the best corner and you can't take that away. Those guys are great at what they do. But that's an 11-man defense that is relied on at three positions. The Cincinnati Bengals is a true 11-man team unit that plays. That's how these teams are different that way. And I see, hey, man, it, I would, would I love to have Aaron Donald on my team? Absolutely. But the way the Bengals play team defense, I'd rather have the Bengals in the biggest game of the year. And Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how do the defenses match up in this game? Like, what, what are we I looking think at? The defenses well, are- it's simple here. I'll take the – oh, it's okay, Dave. I'll take lead on this one. Uh, <laughs> what I was just going to say is, like, just quickly before Dave gets into how the Cincinnati defense looks because it looks great. Um, no one has wanted to see Eric Weddle get a ring more than me. Okay, I've loved Eric Weddle since I've watched football, but that should tell you something. 
one of their starting safeties was playing pickup basketball games a month ago. Yeah. And has he played great in the playoffs? Yeah. He looks like he's in shape. He never, he always seemed like an athletic guy. Okay. Great. He's going to be the, he's going to, Eric Weddle is going to be the defensive signal caller for the Rams in the Super Bowl. I saw that today. He's got the green sticker on his helmet. He is the guy calling the plays on the defense. That's a guy who's been there a month. Don't forget. What was it? Two, three, three or four weeks ago. The Rams secondary got into a fight during a game. Jalen Ramsey and Taylor Rapp exchanged punches during a huddle because they were frustrated, lack of communication. So now you're bringing in, granted, a respected all-time safety vet uh, to be your defensive signal caller. You don't think there's going to be a couple miscommunications in the Super Bowl? Like, that's something I was thinking about. And I think you have the guy to take advantage of that on the other side. Just quickly, I wanted to... Yeah, this is the thing for me, too, is because you have three elite players... If you run away from the side that that Vaughn is at, not that we actually, I don't think we have to. I think he's more a more dynamic, bendy pass rusher than I'd be scared running the ball towards him. Um, so if you can avoid Aaron Donald, and we'll, we'll see if because Jalen Ramsey doesn't have the habit of following the best corner on the receiver usually around the field. He just stays on his side, unless it's like Devontae Adams, then he'll follow or Mike Evans. So if they decide to put him on Jamar Chase there's the same problem with the Bengals you've had. You still have Uzama, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon. Pick your poison. Who's going to beat you? Yeah, the Ravens. And even, uh... if, and even if they don't, if they pick Jalen Rams, you stay on a side. Hey, let's just have Jamar Chase not go on that side. Who's the number two corner for the Rams? I actually don't know. Steve Darius Williams. Not that – that just shows that I'm a dork, but not not to your point. You just yes, Darius exactly. Williams versus Jamar Chase. Well, here's what I here's also what I want to say because I've seen that debate too, and Jalen Ramsey coming out of Florida State when he was a rookie, like I this guy is long, tall, lanky, physical, he's plays awesome. the run. He's like you said, he's the best corner in football. He's the best corner in football. He's the best corner in football. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Okay. Put Jamar Chase on him. Marlon Humphrey, one of the best corners in football. Guess what? Ate him. Ate him alive. Okay. I think honestly, I've seen that. Then that's obviously it's going to be a great matchup to watch. It's like when for twice a year, I mean DeAndre Hopkins would go against uh, Jalen Ramsey. That's funny, and maybe I'm just connecting the dots. DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey have been playing each other twice a year their whole careers. They even switched divisions to the same division. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, not the point, but it's going to be a great matchup to watch. But Jamar Chase so far, like. Okay, put Jalen Ramsey on him. Joe's still going to try it. He's still yep. going to throw him the ball. He's still going to have faith in his guy. Yep. And you don't think like that boosts receiver. And he's like, oh, shit, he's trusting me against Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to make this play. He did it against Marlowe a billion times. He did it against a lot of elite corners all year. Denzel Ward, another fantastic corner. Uh, and it, it just didn't seem to matter. I mean, this is this is the thing, too, with that is, you have to worry about Jamar Chase, any position that his hand touches the ball. He's not the traditional deep threat, even though he has taken the top off teams with ridiculous success. But this guy, can most, catch he has the most 50 yard touchdowns over the last four years, I think. Right. And he's been playing for one. And this guy, this guy has taken three slants this year, slants and outran full teams. Don't worry, it wasn't just the Ravens. It was the Chiefs, too. The Chiefs, the team everybody thought was winning the Super Bowl this year. He did that against them, too. 
this is this man is unbelievable. And I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey is or isn't going to be better than him. I, we don't know. But I'm saying if you can scheme around to get Jamar the ball, you're in danger if you're on defense. Absolutely. And it's the same argument that teams have been having all year. Okay, put him on. Tell Jalen, you're following Jamar. This is your assignment. You have the more physical receiver. Typically, you have the 6'4", guy out of Clemson, T. Higgins, who will go up. And here's the thing about Darius Williams. Darius Williams, I think, is 5'9", a buck 88. Don't quote me on that, obviously. Don't like, don't that. Don't like that, Matt Trope. Exactly. Okay, so put Jalen on Jamar. All right, so then you have Darius Williams on 6'4", T. Higgins. That's a difference of, what, eight inches? Not yeah. to mention T. Higgins can jump through the gym. So, okay, and then also you have C.J. Uzama. Dave. Gun to your head, it's loaded, I'm deranged, all right? Rams inside linebacker responsible for C.J. Uzama. Dude, Troy Reader. <laughs> okay, you survived, but Troy Reader won't. Like, to me, it, I've seen it all week. I've seen a bunch of guys that I like, a bunch of sportscasters, talking heads say, I think the Rams should be able to handle the Bengals with relative ease. And, you know, I think it should be easy. I This game might not even be close. I don't see it like that. I don't see it like that. I think, honestly, the Rams are great. The Rams are a great team, and they are going all in on this. <clears throat> but I think that's almost to their detriment too, man. They know. Hey, it's all in. If we don't get it this year, we have no first round picks. We have a few seconds, maybe. Eric Weddle's probably not coming back. Von Miller's going to, hey, all-time great Hall of Famer. Yep, Super Bowl champion. He's going to keep declining. He's getting older. Going to be less and less of a constant pass rusher. You have guys that are going to get more expensive. Matt Stafford is going to get older. Like, they know they have to win. The Bengals are just here not out of luck it's not out of luck but it's almost like they weren't supposed to be here and now yeah, it's like that's, oh that's, shit that's the thing too that's interesting i think that <clears throat> the titans late in the game the packers that whole 49ers game and the chiefs in the second half of the afc title game all played tight because they knew it was on them everybody expected to win and that's where the rams are the only people that expect the Bengals to win are them and their fans nobody else expects this out of them they're way ahead of timetable still the rams sold the farm to win this year they're going to be tight whether you like it or not no matter what you say they're going to be tight and they're going to be playing with weight on their shoulders it's, so no it's, pressure it's the playing the team that has everything to lose versus the team that has nothing to lose right who are you more scared of you're scared of the team that has nothing to lose because they're just going to go out there they're going to play ball that's all they're going to have on their minds these rams players are this is what they, they've sold the farm for. Right. They have everything to lose. Uh, I'll make the comparison to the 2014 Stanley Cup final when the eighth seed LA Kings, LA played, Kings. played the range, the like the first seed in the East Rangers. Right. Like the Rangers had everything to lose. They had Lundquist who needed a championship. They had McDonough. They had all those guys. And, and then they the LA were Kings. Expensive. Yes, expensive. And then the Kings came in with like Kyle Clifford and 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 like Kopitar, Alec Martinez, Alec man. Martinez, and Jonathan Quick, obviously. But yes. it's it's this, it's exact same thing, I do believe, because like you said, the Rams obviously sold the farm, like like Davy said, yeah. and the Bengals they just played football. They're here. 
Yeah, they, they played, played football. football. They played well, good I football. Think that's a good comparison. I think Jonathan Quick is Joe Burrow, where it is this guy who is, oh, shit, he can carry this team. And he, at the time, not so much anymore for Quick, but he's dirt cheap right now. We have him on a rookie contract. And just looking it up here, obviously, this is on a side note. <clears throat> uh, the Cincinnati Bengals projected they will have the fifth most cap next year. And they might get a ring already. And as much as it's like, I'm so on Dave's train, like this is fucking, I'm, I've been on it. Dude, I'm fucking choked as soon as this game's over because that's, that's my division for the next 15 years. And it's yep. like, I'm pumped. And <clears throat> I don't think that the games we saw this year between our two teams are reflective of how it's going to be. But it's like, shit, that's not a, and no offense, it's not a, it's not a, uh, Check the schedule. Oh, those are two guineas. Okay, perfect. Now, who else we got? That's it's it's like shit. We have to. You have to play your best football. You have to play your best football. Exactly. Weeks, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's a lot of talk that way. Um. Like we said, if Aaron Donald comes out and has the best game of his life, there's a chance he takes this one away. But it's been really exaggerated how dominant this Rams defense is because honestly, it's not. It's not even the best defense the Bengals have played in this playoffs, to be fair, to be truthful about that. Um, and I feel the same way flipping to the other side of the ball about the Rams offense and the Bengals defense. A lot of things need to be said about how good Cooper Cup has been this year. And he has been great. I'm not going to give you that. But I'm not afraid of Cooper Cup the way that you should be afraid of Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. And we beat them twice. You know what I mean? I'm not... He's, he's a better version of Hunter Renfro, and Hunter Renfro didn't have a great day against the Bengals to start with, to be honest with you. And I'm not saying he's Hunter Renfro because he's much better than Hunter Renfro. Cooper Cup is an absolute volume machine. He will get touches. He'll probably get, if we shut him down, he'll probably still 75 yards. That's the reality of Cooper Cup in that offense, right? But the thing is, I don't trust Matt Stafford in this situation. Matt Stafford threw the most interceptions in the NFL – and he has tried to give the game away two games in a row. That team on offense committed three turnovers and almost let Brady beat them. And then last week threw the most disgusting deep ball I've ever seen that Jaqueski Tart just dropped through his hands. I've never seen a grosser ball than that to try to lose the NFC title game. That happened. And here's a stat that the Bengals have done in the playoffs this year. The Bengals have forced seven takeaways, including six interceptions in their three games including all three games the last Bengals defensive stand has ended with an interception. One to win the game against the Raiders, and then two to give Joe Burrow the ball to put him in field goal range to win against Tennessee and against the Chiefs. That's what the Bengals have done this whole playoffs. Played good football, forced turnovers, and Matt Stafford can't help himself but throw turnovers. Oh, that's been the knock on him all year. Right. Is I just love the memes that are just like, can you see a difference between Matt Stafford and Baker Mayfield? Like, no, they just throw disgusting picks. Yeah. That's, that's what they're like. Matt Stafford won't be known for it. Like Baker is because they're in the Super Bowl. They still had a good year, but honestly he threw just as disgusting picks as Baker Mayfield. Well, I think it's the thing of like, so you look at, you look at Matt Stafford, 17 games. All right. Completed 67% of his passes. Great. 4,800 yards. Awesome. 
41 touchdowns. That's amazing. Awesome. Yep. We don't include the 17 interceptions. That's one a game. Yep. That's not including the playoffs. Uh, like where, like you said, that was, was it Chiquisky Tart that dropped that? Yeah, he hit him right in the has. He dropped it. Good job, fuckhead. I watched that play. Like, that's... He would have won the game. It would have been the 49ers in this game if he caught that. It would have been the Niners, and it would have been your... Your... It would have been Dave's absolute redemption. It would have been... That, could you imagine? Oh. Hicks, Dave has this... If you've been listening, you know this. Hicks, I'm just going to get you up to speed. Dave has this absolute disdain, hatred in his heart for the Niners. And if they would have been in the Super Bowl instead of the Rams, and that's the team. Let's And then Ooh. the Bengals have played in two Super Bowls previous to this and lost them both to Joe Montana and the 49ers. This is the Bengals' third ever Super Bowl. There's a little bit of hate there, I take it. <laughs> yeah. If it would have been Bengals-Niners, when I was watching that game, I was like, I want Matt Stafford to make it to a Super Bowl, but I want the Niners strictly for, like, the toxicity that we would have seen for the last two weeks oh. would have been unparalleled. It, I wouldn't. There was, there was no way I would have admitted anything about guys being good players on that team. I can admit Ramsey and Donald and Vaughn and Cup and Stafford, they're good players. Yeah. I couldn't have admitted that about the 49ers, dude. I would have just shit all over them. Who's Nick Bosa? <laughs> That's the worst Bosa brother. Yeah. He's the second best brother in his whole family in the league. Yeah. Can't have it. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mute for that. So maybe we just kept that one up. Oh, that was lovely. Good. Oh. Yeah, I, I wish the Niners would have made it now because oh, I feel like this, I feel like this, uh, this podcast would have been just Davey just fucking going off about the Niners. We wouldn't have talked. <laughs> yeah, we no, that's what I'm been, saying. We'd have been muted. And like, hey, let I me mean, talk about how much 849ers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, want to hear another stat? He would have kept saying, hey, do you guys want to hear another stat? And we're not on the Zoom call. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to hear another stat? It's not recording. It's just me talking to a place. <laughs> It would have been like I on the. A, I set up a blog for Creed. www backslash Creed thoughts. I just opened the word. Kind of yeah. yeah. Oh, put this and put it on the YouTube. It's just fucking Davy sitting there in front hey, of. Hey, you guys want to hear another stat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Niners fucking suck. That was reported it's, by it's PFL. Like paranormal activity where you just see like the face and the camera talking at like two a.m. Except it's me still <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> It's a four-hour-long fucking video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's live. <laughs> when is he going to stop? It's been a week. Yeah. He, he missed the Super eaten. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't eaten yet. <clears throat> so, so I mean, to, to get back to that, though, like, I understand how good Cooper Cup is, but yeah. Stafford will turn it over, and I don't think that their offense is good enough compared to the def- the offenses that the Bengals have shut down this year and in the playoffs that it's just going to be some sort of dominant performance by the Rams. Cause I don't think that's accurate anyway. Well, I also think that like something that's, I mean, they haven't really had to worry about it cause he's been out for all the year. A huge thing that like Van Jefferson stepped up and he's played nice. He's played yep. some good football. Robert Woods not being active for the game, like with his ACL tear and like what week two is huge. Like Robert Woods, is such an underrated player, 
but now your corners that have stepped up i was just doing some doing some booth research during the pod here the rams had the 10th highest graded secondary this year 11th was the Bengals. you guys aren't paying a jalen ramsey uh you guys have you don't know where his most expensive cornerback is mike hill three wayne's and he oh. doesn't play. he doesn't play oh we're gonna release him next year and he's we're gonna get like eight million dollars of cap but like, that yeah. guy that guy shouldn't should have never had a job in the NFL. absolutely yeah me and you can agree on this rich what a waste of our money that guy fucking sucks like you fucking he's not said even, that he's not even close to being as good as eli apple and that's what i'm telling you Eli Apple's the only person. I want the Bengals to win this this Sunday, and I it's not a surprise. I want the Bengals to win. I want my boy to be happy. I want this Cinderella story to be complete. But I want when they're handing out the rings, I want them to have forgotten Eli Apple's. Like, fucks, I'm so sorry, Eli. We lost it. Dude, the funniest thing is that every single person anywhere feels the same way. Like, today. Oh, yeah. Not even just, like, when Sean McVay was like, oh, I'm happy for – or sure, Sean Payton, sorry, was yeah. like, I'm happy for – Trey Henderson, I'm happy for Von Bell, and I guess for Eli. I was listening to a thing today from, like, it's the Super Bowl weekend coverage, right? Yeah. And Cam Jordan's like, bro, I couldn't be happier for my dogs, Von Bell. And, of course, he has this, like, big tirade about how Trey Henderson's his boy, right? Because they played together, same DN position. Boys, yeah. And he's like, hey, and even Eli Apple's covering people now. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Everybody's like, fuck Eli Apple, but I guess, right? I think it's one of those things where it's like he's – for me personally, it's like he's riding the coattails of your defense. He stepped up the last couple of weeks he has, but up until like week nine, it was like he was on Twitter talking all this shit, and you yourself like, dude, he's the worst fucking player on this defense, and it's not close. I said our defense is awesome, and he's like good. He's decently good, but he's the worst player on our defense, right? That's yeah. But he talks but the he most makes, shit. He makes some plays, man. He makes some He plays. does make some plays. Like I said, um, if the internet will burn, if <clears throat> Eli Apple picks sixes, Matt Stafford, the internet will absolutely burn. Like, I can't believe this happened. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Stafford is low-key the internet darling. Like, everyone loves him. He, he come back, like, he just, he paid his dues, okay? He's, you can't tell the story of the NFL without Matt Stafford, right? And then if Eli Apple picks six of them, and then on his way to the end zone, instead of giving the uh, Tyree kill, he straight up just flips off Matt Stafford. Or trucks the absolute piss out of him, just lowers his shoulder and drives Matt Stafford into the ground. Dude, there I there would be people weeping. <laughs> I I just thought of this too, and there's another angle that I forgot about, but like I've just kind of like thought about it again. People Bengals Twitter has like a beef with Jalen Ramsey. He's the only guy ever that has ever made AJ Green mad. Like AJ Green's so even tempered and stuff. And AJ Green had that fist fight with Jalen Ramsey. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he swung. Yeah. Like that's the only guy ever. That's dude. That's the guy I feel the worst for is AJ Green. Oh, I don't feel, I don't feel that bad for AJ Green. I don't. And that's fair for me. Outsider looking in, obviously it's just like that dude, that dude played what? 11 years, 10 years, Cincinnati, something like that. 10 years. Yep. 10 years. He played, he was there for a lot of the bad times. He leaves and they're like, hey, chip. I, I I feel bad for him. I do, but I didn't like the last season he was there last year. He kind of understood like, hey, I'm kind of, my time's done here in Cincinnati. And he had a bad attitude all year. You could tell his body language. He was not playing at all the way he could. He wasn't even trying. 
And so that's that kind of like that soured me on him a bit, but I I understand. I'm upset a little bit for Geno Atkins because he deserved one. Geno, yeah. one guy I'm big upset about the only wait, guy wait, wait. who I would have kept from that because we kept Huber and Clark Harris our long snapper and our punter. But the guy one you guy, are most upset about, the guy you wish was on this team still, Giovanni Bernard. I do. I love Gio Bernard, man. He was such just a good dude, such just a team player. And then he thinks like, hey. I'm going to leave because I want to go to the Buccaneers and play with Tom to try to get a ring. And he leaves Cincinnati and Tom gets dunked on the divisional round and the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Little <laughs> does he know. You. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's still one of those things. Where it's like if for some reason the Bucs cut him before Sunday, like, <laughs> hey, I would love that. do you need a third down pass catcher even though you have a workhorse? <laughs> have you seen Geo's quads? Yeah, Geo's awesome, dude. That's my favorite Bengals running back ever, <laughs> besides Joe Mixon. Though, it's Gio Bernard. I love that guy. What? What about the law firm himself, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, Corey Dillon. I always love that dude because of NFL Street too. He was impossible to tackle. Absolutely, he was a beast. Like <laughs> I said, he's a little bit before my actual time watching. Yeah. Though. Like I said, so it's unfortunate. But yeah, like um, I don't know where we where we got off track with this because I don't remember where we were. Um, Honestly, when we got off track was when we all had a group meeting. We said, "Hey, do you want to start the booth?" And from that <laughs> point on, it was it's been off the it's fucking been off, rails. Off rails since then. Here's one. Here's one more that I have. The last of the ones written down before we can talk about whatever direction you guys want to take it. Um, okay. So, a lot of people have come out and said, "Like, hey, I've seen him win like whatever news article, Twitter account, people's like best free agent signing this year was Trey Hendrickson." I've seen a lot of people say that, and he has been unbelievable. Besides 15, his, 14, 14 his 14 sacks and three forced fumbles in the regular season, he has two and a half sacks and a forced fumble in the playoffs still, and then two TFLs to add to that, right? He's still in the playoffs coming up big. And uh, his assignment this week is Big Andrew Whitworth, Big Wit. And Big Wit, for his whole career, has been a top seven offensive tackle. But he's coming off of an injury last year, and he's a little bit less than he was before. <laughs> And the thing, yeah, the thing about it is he's 40 years old. And this the matchup, the matchup isn't good, in my opinion. I think Trey Hendrickson can get a couple on for this reason. Trey Hendrickson's worst games are against really explosive tackles. Guys who can beat him to that edge, you know what I mean? And I don't think Witt's that guy anymore. Well, I think Trey Hendrickson is a straight power rusher. He's going to put his head and his shoulder into your chest and drive you. I think Witt can hold up somewhat. But it's once he does the variations off that, that punch combo that he loves off of those moves, I don't think Wick can handle it. I think Trey Hendrickson's going to get a couple sacks in this game. And he's, if all the Bengals, a guy who has the tomahawk chop of the quarterback, that's Trey Hendrickson, right? Well, and we've also seen Matt Stafford has a couple occasional Carl Wentz throws in him in his back pocket there. So if he if he's wrapped up in a sack and he can't, he doesn't know which way is up, He's not afraid to pull that fucking trigger. He'll throw it wherever. He doesn't give a shit. It's Matt Stafford. Also, a fact about that too is Cam Maker seems to have come up with a with a fucking bad case of the fumbles. Bad time to yeah. He was my stud coming into the playoffs because hey, returning from an Achilles after six months is disgusting. Absolutely. But shit, we didn't realize that he sacrificed his Achilles. Or no, he sacrificed his carrying skills to In ball protection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said, Cam, uh, we can repair your Achilles, we'll get you back on the field in six months. 
you won't be able to hold on to a fucking football to save your life, though. And he goes, yeah, no, where do I sign? And that's what it's and been. That's a bad matchup because <clears throat> our actual middle linebacker, like, in rundowns is, like, Jermaine Logan. Pratt. And he's – oh, yeah. Logan Wilson's our, like, general three-down linebacker, but Pratt is our – if we don't drop anybody nickel, Pratt is our kind of run-stuffing, like, backer, right? And his whole thing all year, from game one against the Vikings on – has been this dude wants to force fumbles. This guy wants turnovers. That's his MO. Like, that is what he's been from day one. And if Cam Akers is going to hold on loosey-goosey to that, Jermaine Pratt will sniff that out. Yeah. Shit. I love Cam Akers. Come to Baltimore. Don't need him. I just want him. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't disrespect J.K. Dobbins like that. J.K. Dobbins would be great. Better back than Cam Akers. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. that's The Rams O-line isn't bad by any means. No, it's it's serviceable. It's it's serviceable. Yep. But like you said, I think Andrew Whitworth will be the first. Hmm. This is definitely this is this is kind of a booth stat right here where it's not real, but I think Wit is the first non like punter kicker QB forty year old to start a Super Bowl. I think he's, I, he's the first forty year old that's not a kicker or Tom Brady. I think they said yes. Yeah. So how do you stop that? Hey, go at him every single snap because he's coming off an injury. That's the really the really bad part is that. Like Hubbard and Hendrickson are both just big effort players. If Matt Stafford's trying to find time, those guys will take three runs. They will get beat. They will reload and try a different move, and they will re-rush again three times before they stop. It's not yeah. like those guys that are like, oh, my my absolute killer swim move kind of got me around the edge and I didn't get them, like, slow down. Those guys will keep trying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you got to do, and I mean – Stafford's got that recklessness, like you said. It's just for me, every, the way everyone's talking about this, it seems like the Rams are. And I mean, I know they they came out at four point favorites or three and a half, and now they, it's moved. I don't get it though. I personally, and maybe it's just that I've been so inundated with Bengals stuff, and I'm 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 on the I'm on the train. It's who day? It's Cincy season. But I'm like, you know this this seems a lot not only closer but like. It, I love Matt Stafford as much as the next guy. I was pumped when I saw the trade. Can he get it done in the big game? This will be the biggest game of his life. Joe Burrow's got a natty. And like he said, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Arrowhead's not really as loud as the SEC. This guy is unstoppable. Not to mention, you have a kicker on your team with three legs. It's impossible. Maybe McPherson straight up is like almost broke all of the single season playoff kicking records this season and he's a rookie right I like, told dope he's and he's dope that's like he's, he's I guess just we're, dope I, I, what do you say i guess we're going to arrowhead or something like that when he went to go kick on the ac title game yeah yeah 52 yard game winning field goal mm-hmm. and he did i told you i i remember telling kyle for the season i was like man i like your kicker he reminds me of like the next justin tucker and and hey justin tucker's rookie season 2012 set a bunch of Ravens single season records for kicking got to the playoffs 2012 Ravens Evan McPherson stars are aligning they're coming together here 
Like I said, all I know is I've practiced and got down the gritty, the gritty that I will do when Jamar scores a touchdown. I got it. I got the burrow, the burrow dance you guys have already seen on this podcast. I got my Joe Mixon. I'm cooking on that one just a bit. I got a lot of celebrations ready for the scores. I do. Stay tuned I, got, to the- I got the pass breakup Bengals one, three of the th- four, all four of the Bengals starting defensive linemen have a celebration that I know I'm ready. Stay tuned to the booth socials. You may see some of these on yes. our story. You got the DJ reader digger. You got the, the BJ Hill baby. You got the Sam Hubbard go. You got the Trey Henderson up here. You got them all. We're ready. Oh, I knew that man. one. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, I think so. We're watching the game together, yep. and I think either outcome, we're seeing tears. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was I was pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other, it's either out of pure jubilation and incredible joy, or it's crippling depression, sadness. You don't know which one. Hey, it's, uh, Russian it's emotional Russian roulette. That's what the Super Bowl is for me. Davey, I've been there. But mine wasn't as emotional. But Carve knows about the yeah, you little fuck. I hey, I was thinking about this the other day. This is a side note, but it's the exact same thing. Sports, like, like, I think all of us, all four of us, can agree. I have had tears in my eyes about grown men playing a game that the outcome either happened that I wanted or didn't happen that I wanted. And there is this much shame. There is none. I would cry again. I will cry again. I, I, I had three tears streamed down my face yesterday because I watched a 2021, 2022 Bengals hype video. And it's one of those ones where they start it with like, everybody's like, Oh, I think the Bengals finished fourth in the AFC North. I think they go four and whatever. And it had like the Joe Burrow, like knee disgusting knee injury to start it and then it just gets in this unbelievable type about our team and i'm just like oh oh i'm crying now <laughs> interesting oh i'm weeping <laughs> man that's unreal like these guys that play a game that we've played a bunch that we watch and all this stuff if if something happens that we're a fan of I will cry. <laughs> I feel like I get emotional when, like, the Vikings win a Super Bowl in Madden. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, when I checked the regular season awards at the end of the season in Madden and Lamar won the MVP, and like, trust, like, that's my guy. It's unbelievable the power sports has. Like, I will gladly right wear, now? I will wear another man's name across my back. No doubt about it. I will go to anywhere with that on and be like, hey, you better know. I'm like, oh, you know, if someone imagine an alien coming down to earth and then being like, is that your identifier? You're like, oh no, this is this is the this is a guy that plays a game that I love a hundred thousand kilometers away from me. <laughs> For real. If I was if I was like sitting there and the alien was like, oh. Right now, I'm wearing my, my burrow. If they're like, oh, you are burrow, I'd be like, I'm nothing like burrow. I couldn't yeah. hold a candle to that superstar. The guy's just like, yes. what? He's like, is he your king? Yes. Yeah. He's like, yes. yes. He's, yes. My he's the king of the north. He's mine. There's a gate. Okay. That's yeah. It, it's like, just, it's sports. Yeah. Like, I will have blind rage and just pure hatefulness towards a person for wearing a green and gold jersey with that number 12 on it. 
<laughs> like, if anyone has a Nino Niederreiter jersey, watch the fuck that's out. Your, <laughs> that's your Satan. Watch yeah, out. Like, 100%, man. Like, that is... It's just crazy it's the, the power of sports. rational people irrational. Dude. <laughs> dude, like it's it's the most it, I I would stand by that sports is the single biggest unifier in the world. For four random guys who knew each other in high school, we decided to start a fucking business around it based on sports. <laughs> I mean, like I think we got the Olympics going on. It's Super Bowl week. Like it is just the best time of year. Should we get into predictions? I, I here's one. I've been waiting for this. Here's one thing I'll say before that, dude. Okay. I've had times where, like, you know, when your just life isn't going the way you want, right? Or yes. like you're big stressed, or like something yeah. happens, or whatever. Sometimes I don't lose sleep about that. I've lost hours of sleep thinking about the Super Bowl game this week, dude. Hours. Like I said, I feel exhausted this week, dude. It's because when I lay my head down on a pillow, I imagine twelve different ways the Bengals win the Super Bowl. It's, dude, like, it's so much easier rooting for a bad team, like when they're bad, because there's no, there's no heart palpitations, there's no heartburn, there's, there's no sweating. This season is the first season watching the Bengals, because even when we were good, like I didn't, I didn't trust any doll. I just did, and that was the way. I was. remember. I was, it was just fake like, hope always. Rich, Rich can attest to this. Hicks probably too, but like. I can remember, I have known you a long time. We celebrated a decade of friendship not too long ago. And I remember every playoff appearance you guys have had since then. Every game. And it's been like, I will find a way to fuck it up. And I was, I was like, man. Like, it's just, they just always did. And I was like, shit. Like, I was like, on one hand, I was like, man, I, he's so fucking negative about it. And then I'm like, he's also not wrong, though. Like, that's the, and and this year, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is a level of fandom I've never seen. I've never seen. It, it, we had Stanley Cup playoff Montreal Canadiens playoff push last year. Yeah. Dave, that that pales in comparison right. to who day who Dave. Man, like it's I've never been able to like I've never watched the sports where like I'm watching games and it's like supper time when the game is on and I'm too nervous to eat. And that's been the Bengals this year. I'm too nervous to eat when they play games. I'm sitting there, like, the game's not quite done. It's six o'clock. And I'm like, fuck me, dude. I, I eat at five. Like I eat at old man times. And I'm sitting here like I'm starving. I know I'm starving, but I'm like sitting here and I was like, there's no way I can physically ingest food right now. That's a real feeling. Or like where you literally can't sit down. Yeah. Like I have too much energy coursing through every fiber of my body right now, hinging on uh, how about this especially with football too literally a play that will last four seconds if if that and i have too much energy in my body to sit down i need to be moving like i said when the that last talking game, about this the the two games like the titans game and the chiefs game the Bengals won in this playoff run when I finished watching it because it came down to overtime and a last second field goal, I was physically, my hands were shaking watching it. Are we, are we like, this has got, this has got to be a condition or something. Cause like <laughs> the four of us, like, especially if we're going specific, like riders, Ravens, Bengals, 
Avalanche. If we really like that, when it comes to those four squads, I don't think there's a normal bone in our bodies. Like it is unhinged, absolute insanity. Like I'm saying this right now, and I hope that I never have to get put on the where this goes on the record. If Joe Brony's a hit squad, he knows who to call. <laughs> I told the story. I, I mean, you know, some videos came to light and hey diddle diddle. I I, I had to rep the boy. Like I, I <laughs> it's bad. It's it's not healthy or good, but big trust. <laughs> I'm about that. Come see me. Bank. <laughs> okay, I think we gotta pick this thing, don't we? We gotta make some some predictions. Just an update where we stand this playoffs. Carve your record is currently eight and four. That's not bad. Sixty six. Not bad. All right, Dave. Who, Dave? You're sitting at nine and three. I knew I should have picked the Cardinals. I'm still pissed. I am currently sitting at. That? I'm currently sitting at ten and two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a good one. And Hicks at a fresh zero and zero. Okay, you know. Well, okay, Dave. I think we got to save Dave for last. Dave, yeah, last. we got to okay. save him for last. Uh, should we do? Okay, so we've done predictions and scores. Yeah. For the playoffs, we need to do prediction scores and first touchdown scorer. How about an MVP? Oh, yeah, that, that would be the Playoff obvious pick. Winner, <laughs> score, and MVP. Okay. Yes. Hey, Davey, give me a give me a uh what's the center's name? I think he's gonna be the MVP. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> that's your pick. Yeah. <laughs> One. Do you want a legitimate off-brand pick, or are you just straight up gonna go with the center? No, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I think I only know two fucking players on the Bengals. That's like Jamar, uh, Chase, and fucking Joe Burrow. No, those are both really safe picks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, if I, you I want money on them. You probably wouldn't be wrong. I think I'm. A, I was looking at the Bengals' uh, um, salary cap. So we're gonna roster. start with Hicks here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I should go first because, yeah. like. Yeah, you know, no, I no. don't have any insight, right? Yep, I want to hear it. And for all the facts I told you right now. Here, here's what I'm gonna go here. Okay, I am gonna I am rooting for the Bengals, right? So I do believe I'm going Bengals, obviously. Okay. Uh, I can't Joe Burrow is just like I want to be him. God like I want yeah, yeah, I want to be him. I want to be the kicker, honestly. Like uh, if I'm being honest. You can pick Evan McPherson. I, I can see that happen, truthfully. But anyways. Who did, where, where were we? Oh, right. I'm going to go with uh, 33-30 for the score. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be won by a field goal just because I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the roster here. I'm going to go with that uh, defensive end, Trey Hendrickson. I think yes, he's – Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That is interesting. If, he, if, if, like you guys said, he's going up against a 40-year-old. If he has a fucking game where he gets sacks or forced fumbles or something like that, I'm not going with the old cliche of a quarterback getting it or a fucking wide receiver getting it. 
Well, they say the game is moving away from quarterbacks. So that's a smart pick. But um, I <laughs> just roasted your ass. Uh, but I, as I honestly I pull, like that pick. I honestly like Trey Hendrickson as a pick. Me too. I honestly, up this, like, it's I, not a great, like, safe pick, but it could realistically, it could happen. I know. I pulled up the stat when you said Evan McPherson. Yeah. And I was like, has a kicker ever won it? Fun fact. A kicker's never been named Super Bowl MVP and only three defensive linemen have ever won the award in its 55-year history. But um, I guess Aaron Donald and Evan McPherson are popular bets this year, so rich. Okay, so Hicks, we had Bengals. Bengals. What was your, what was your score? 33-30. 33-30, and you had Trey Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. I like it. Richie, what are we thinking? I'm going Bengals. Of course I got to go Bengals. How can you not, after just listening to everything we just listened come out of Dave's mouth, um, you would be stupid to pick the Rams. Um, I think I'm going to trust the defenses in this one. Um, I know you got Jamar Chase, you got Joe Burrow, you got Cooper Cup, you got Matt Stafford, um, but these are two super solid defenses. Um, so I'm going to take the under in this one too. I'm probably going to make that bet in the next day or so here. And I'm going to say Bengals 27 to 21 with Jamar Chase getting the MVP due to a game winning touchdown. It'll be electrifying. Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of go in the middle of you guys here. Uh, again, I'm riding with him. Yeah, I, I can't not. Uh, who day? Cincinnati. I think they're going to win. I think they will get the job done. I think that Bengals offense will prove to just be built for this moment. I think they're going to hang 30 on the Rams. I think Stafford will have a couple costly turnovers, unfortunately, or fortunately. And I think the Rams will put up. I think you might get them by it. I think the Rams might put up 21. And I'm going to go 30-21 Bengals. And I'm taking the boy. I'm taking Joey B, Joey Brr, Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Joe Burrow. Simple as that. Your kid's going to have a year. And that brings us to the main event. The main event. Dave, what do we got? What are we seeing? We got who, Dave, baby? We got the Bengals winning this one. Could you imagine? Wait, could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. just took the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going Rams. Uh, We're going to get the shit kicked out of us. It's going to be like 30 to 3, I think. Uh, <laughs> we get shut out probably. Yeah. I just... yeah, we, uh, we got the Bengals 23-20. That's what I'm saying. Um, I said, I think I think the, the, taking the defense is a smart way to go in this game. Um, you know what I mean? I just think this is a bad matchup for the Rams offense against our defense. And the Bengals, for how good they are, they've had a little bit of trouble in the red zone in the playoffs. So I think... The under is the way to go on this. So Bengals 23-20. Um, I've, had, I've had a mad debate in my brain about the MVP from Evan McPherson 
to, to Jesse Bates, to Mike Hilton, to Joe Burrow, to Jamar Chase, to T. Higgins. I've had a, an incredible range of players that I thought would be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, and I'm, I'm not even sure if I totally believe this one myself, but I just have – it's one of those, like, really weird gut feelings for no reason at all besides your gut is I think Joe Mixon is going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl, and I don't exactly know why. I think there's going to be a lot of screens. I think the Rams expect the Bengals to kind of run, run away from the run game because the Rams' run defense is so good, where I think that screen game can really get going. Um, and I think that to finish the game, we're going to see a lot of Joe Mixon to finish it out. Um, and I think Joe Mixon will be the MVP. And that is also the reason why later on in next and later in the week's bets, um, where I have what's the Super Bowl MVP going to mention first prop bet the city. And because Joe Mixon has been there since his rookie year, he's been there through the downs and the ups. And I think Joe Mixon is going to be MVP and he's going to mention the city of Cincinnati first, like he has all year. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Um, yeah. Speaking of things you'd love to see, don't miss it. It's this Sunday, uh, the Super Bowl. Biggest uh, broadcast ever, if you ever. ask Carter. If you ask me, it's the biggest broadcast of all time. Even bigger, somehow, than the MASH finale. Don't know how it could be. <laughs> that is big. That is big. That's huge. That's huge. Um, Thank you for listening. It feels so fucking good to be back. Uh, of course, you can go follow us at the booth. EC on Instagram, on Twitter. We have so much fucking content coming to you this week. Uh, our boy Rich is hey, committed, and that's what we need. That's what we want, and that's what we got. Our um, boy Rich is, is he's, absolutely question, questioning if he'll keep his job because he's dedicating so much time to making these socials. Yeah, if yeah. you want Rich to quit his job, Go buy the merch. You can find the links in our description on our socials at the booth EC. I'll fucking do it. He'll do it. He's don't test him. Don't dare him to do it because he will. Don't test him. He'll do it. If you want to cop the hat Rich is wearing, because you can watch this now, go buy it. Make Rich quit his job. Make us all quit our jobs. I don't want to fucking work. I just want to talk about football. I want to talk about grown men that can make me scream and cry in the same 60 minute span forever. That's what I want to do. That's what we all want to do. It's unanimous. Please go support. We appreciate everything. Go like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us. Boothy C on Twitter. Rich, quick announcement here. And like you said, Carve, you can watch this podcast now. If you prefer to get your podcast in video form and get in the conversation with us and, and feel like you're in the room with us, check it out on YouTube. Our YouTube page is in our links on our socials at the booth EC. Go check it out. Also, be I'll be near your phones during the Super Bowl because oh. I will be unbelievably out of my mm-hmm. mind, energized, and I hope they get it on the socials. Oh, will be absolutely unhinged. I'm devoting my day to putting up stories on the booth account. Un- unhinged. Hashtag who Dave. Who unhinged who Dave. You heard it here first. We appreciate you listening. And hey, let's have one hell of a Super Bowl Sunday. Thanks for being your Hicks, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having thanks. me, boys. Thanks for picking thanks. the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, you know, I could have been the outlier, but I can't. I, I love the Bengals. Good. Good. Just be a Bengals fan. Don't be a Broncos fan anymore. No.
Peyton Manning stole me. And then he he just wanted and left. Three years. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't, at least he fucking won it. Hey, hey, hey. Don't be the best, the best choice for Hicks. What? It's just to make him a Chargers fan. Because he's like, oh, bro, Justin Herbert's amazing. And then get Carter and our other known yeah. Broncos fan on here. Just be like, yeah, he's been converted to the Chargers. Hicks, you'd actually love the Chargers, dude. Why would I love the Chargers? Because Justin Herbert's a fucking Greek awesome. god. He's actually, you know what? He is. He Mike is. Williams, Derwin James, Joey Bosa. But I'm a Drew Locke guy. You know, I'm just, I'm sold on Drew. Yeah, unfortunately, Denver isn't a Drew Locke guy. <laughs> Drew, can we get Drew Locke to the Chargers? <laughs> Will you be a fan of whatever team Drew Locke plays for? Can you make that promise right here? <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's your NFL team. I'll be a fan of the XFL pretty soon here or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. The UPFL or whatever it's called. Does he, does he still have eligibility? Is he going back to Mizzou? <laughs> Saying, hey, coach, like, just throw me in there. I've seen yeah. NFL defense. I'm now. so much better than I was last time I was here. <laughs> <laughs> we have this true freshman QB who can throw it 40 yards farther. Did he play in the NFL? Yeah. Didn't think so. <laughs> Didn't think so. Did he play in mile high? No? Okay, nope. sweet. <laughs> Drew did. <laughs> oh. Appreciate all support. Go like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And like Dave said, stay near your phone during the Super Bowl and all week. Just go follow us. Never leave our pages. Never stop listening to us ever. Make Rich quit his job. And we will see you after the Super Bowl. Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna beat that baby? Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna beat that baby? Nobody. <laughs>